What's up, world? It's your boy Sway from MTV News. And as much as my gut is telling me to stop, I continue on, meaning we are back. Episode 32 of Knifey Lion Radio. Radio. Oh, fumble. Yo, get on your horse. Oh, yes. Touchdown. Way to start the podcast on a Monday morning with zero context. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I was going to say, who's the gift? Nick, you want to answer? Flag. Us. <laughs> That's not the sentence. Zach, how about you? Who's the gift? I am the gift. We are the we gift. Are the Joining gift. me in our brand new multi-million dollar studio pod that is sitting atop of the Purple People Bridge, it's the tin floor shrimp and gator, Zach. Oh, hi. <laughs> Do you guys get what I'm doing with that? Yes, yeah, so you're taking <laughs> indoor instigator and... Thank you. Tin yeah. floor shrimp and gator. <laughs> I think that one might stick. Uh, joining us through the magic of telephones is Nick from soccer. <laughs> that was comparatively weak compared to <laughs> Zach's introduction. I like to think of it as clean, but what's up? You have something to say? <laughs> this is your moment to shine. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Today, we will breeze through recapping the zero, zero beat down of the Pittsburgh River Dogs, and we'll see if there's a tackle smash. We'll begrudgingly pick an FCC of the week. Uh, We'll do an FCC players. They're just just like like us. And touch on some interesting news and more. In this week's edition of Potpourri. Uh, some sad news to start with, though, folks. Uh, the John Hart's John Hart's Cave, Cave of Wonders, Wonders is closed for the season. Check with us again next year and uh, next week, and I'm going to say the exact same thing. And yes, we are still proudly sponsored by Speedway. Speedway. Folks, after the intense viewing party at the dime with my true brothers in the pride, uh, I stopped and got myself a speedy, speedy freeze from Speedway. A suicide speedy freeze, but uh, it wasn't by choice. Uh, the first flavor I tried to pull down, ooh, little liquidy. Next one, <laughs> this one's runny too. Third one has to be good. No. Well, fourth one won't let me down. Folks, they were all a liquid hot mess. Did I drink every single drop? You bet your butt I did. Was it delicious? <laughs> Not even close. Speedway, get it together. Uh, but I still love you, and thanks for all the money and gift cards you're sending my way. Speedway! Speedway. Zach, this is the part where I ask you, <laughs> any Speedway stories? No, I went to a marathon for my coffee the other morning. Dun, 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 dun. Was that because I was a little harsh on Speedway last week, or just, just out of convenience? Convenience. Nick, how about you? I know you're a Sohio guy. <laughs> I know. I've been <laughs> how many seriously. listeners? <laughs> Zantigos. I've been seriously lacking on this segment, and I always think about stopping at Speedway just to get a story for this, but I have yet to do it, so nothing. Uh, I will shout out um, young Olivia from The Pride, who, based on our inspiration, well, let's be real, my inspiration, stopped in at Speedway, got herself a speedy freeze. Apparently, it wasn't great, so you're over <laughs> 2 on the last speedy freezes. But I'll tell you what, folks, when they hit, mm, they really hit. But uh, sorry for beating around the bush so much, because you don't, you want to get down to the nitty gritty, and that's it. This week's recap. Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, like I haven't said, uh, this week FCC traveled to the land down under, huh? Uh, Pittsburgh for third and final matchup, maybe of all time against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. 
Um, starting lineup, <laughs> who gives a shit? Lots of people out there. Uh, Nick, you noticed one person, and you seem pretty upset for uh, someone who's not getting much playing time. What stuck out with you with that starting lineup? Hit me with it. No, nothing hit me. You just made that up. Um, uh, the goalie situation? It... Don't lie. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. No. So there's there's been a call online to get Billich to start. <laughs> Is that really true? <laughs> no, there really hasn't. I, I'm not okay. I'm not spe- I'm not spearheading it or anything, but I am on that train, and I would love to see uh, Village, Mister Small Town, get in and, and play a game or two that you know games that don't mean anything. I think it's but... a one man train. It's like, you know that handheld seesaw thing that goes down the tracks on mostly in cartoons. <laughs> That's the train that Nick's talking about right now. But go on, please. Yeah, Richie was out there. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so Richie, Richie, and I think I sent you guys a text saying that. That was pretty savage on Koch's part. You know, I mean, you know, Village is working his ass off. And, and <laughs> we don't practice. really know that, honestly. What if he's been just like the biggest slacker of all time? Yeah, it could be. We're could just be. assuming. Zach, what were you going to say about the starting lineups? <laughs> I mean, I'm with Nick. I think maybe the most cruel thing that Koch has ever done was let Village play for, I think, three and a half <laughs> minutes during that friendly. It's like, for the love of God, man. Just yeah, give him rough. a fucking chance. I don't um, understand. Well, uh, not to jump ahead of this game completely, but we're playing Nashville next week. And uh, I don't know if Koch has a preference if we play Nashville, New York, or whoever else is around uh, the eighth spot. But I wonder if it would, not that you'd try to lose, but if it definitely didn't matter to us at all, would it be advantageous if we uh, didn't win? <laughs> Maybe that would be a good chance to throw out Village. We'll probably end up winning 6 nothing with like our worst possible lineup. But uh, I would, yeah, I mean, I think if I was a coach, which... I could never be. Um, you know too much. I would throw out something completely fucking absurd. I and, honestly uh, think our odds against Nashville with an absurd lineup would be, be exactly the same or yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, but just give them a completely different look than they're going to see in the playoffs if they are. Yeah, we might play them two weeks in a row. As for this game, uh, again, like the last away match, I did not have the sound down. This time, I did tell Zach where I was watching it. And... Uh, I chose not to go. <laughs> so I have a free conscience. Um, snoozer is a word we've overused, but I'd call it a snoozer. But there were a lot of chances. Uh, Pittsburgh blew a lot of shots uh, that they had chances. And uh, a moment that really sticks out to me is Ledesma had a chance for a patented Ledesma where he cut in. The ball was bouncing a little bit, but he ended up hitting it pretty much right at the goalie. He still had to make a save out of it, but uh, I would say 19 out of 20. That is a Ledesma goal. Nick, do you have any thoughts of the beginning, middle, or end of the game, if you really feel free to skip around to your heart's content. No, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty much just condensed one thought, honestly. Um, it was not a very uh, appealing game to watch at all, but the one thing I, I'm taking away from it is uh, Pittsburgh had a lot of offense on that game. They, they were moving the ball really well, and uh, they definitely looked like the better team out there, uh, but I was impressed with our positioning down in our, in our box. I mean, they did get some shots off, but nothing. It didn't seem like they got too many clean shots off. They didn't have too many good looks on goal, and uh, you know, there was plenty of times in that game where they were just they would just unload at the top of the box, and we would have one of our players just in the right spot, able to block the ball. Um, so the, yeah, that was the that was kind of the the thing that I'm taking away from it was. Even though we were letting them generate a lot of offense, we were still putting ourselves in the right positions to to make it difficult for those guys to get a good luck. I don't want to start any shit. 
<laughs> and I did don't pretty you? much zone out for the entire second half, as I do in most of these away games. But I thought, uh, I think I texted the group, we need an entire new back line, because I thought, uh, especially in that first half, I didn't think we made it very difficult for them at all. I thought uh, Hoyt was scared to get close. He just kept backing off. Blake Smith continues to get burned by anyone with any skill. And uh, oh, Forrest Lasso, he got burnt way too easy on the one where he got a yellow card and pulled the guy's jersey. You know, there's still some guys in our back line that I want to bring, but the more I watch when we find when we play against people with any type of attacking prowess, I realize we need an entire new back line. <laughs> yeah, it was Patty out there, wasn't it? Before I yeah, I can ask myself. Um, I wonder if the cool, calm, collected presence of a, yeah, it sounds stupid to say of a Deckel canine when it helps. They didn't really need help in the the end because it was zero zero. But uh, maybe this was the let off game. With all that said, and Pittsburgh trying uh, trying their best, we still managed to hold on. I honestly thought we were going to win, going to get some BS goal in like the 86th yeah. minute. I'm a little surprised we did not. Yeah, I am too. I mean, am I wrong? Is Forrest Lasso slow as fuck? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, you're not wrong. On that on that play you were talking about where he got carded, he got absolutely dusted by that guy. And it was kind of a circleization at that point. I mean, I think we've even talked about earlier throughout the season that, like, he, he puts himself in good positions. He wins a lot of headers. But there's times where he just looks really lethargic. And for sure, he got fucking smoked by that guy. And uh, there was a couple other times, too. So I, I don't think you're wrong at all. If he was really fast, though, he'd be like... That'd be a, a freak. freak. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like a starting center back for the best team in the MLS right now. So, yeah, I think his size is an, an advantage for some things. And uh, what's a synonym for slow that starts with an F? I'm working on a joke here. <laughs> you probably can't pick up on it. <laughs> Nick? <laughs> Can you think of another word for slow that starts with an F? I'm thumbing through my thesaurus right now. <laughs> Give me a second. Interception bangles. I think that one puts it to bed. Uh, in the second half, uh, just kidding. I can't differentiate the first from the second half. Um, Jimmy got himself into some good positions and then was firing in some really bad balls from what I remember. I don't mean to single him out because nobody had a great game. But I remember thinking, uh, come on, Jimmy. And uh, who else was out there? Welshman. I don't fucking know. Ciceroni. That was something to get excited about. Ciceroni came in. Did not really get... He won like one corner that I was like, yeah, that was nice. But yeah, he, he didn't also, really get in many good positions. And he, had like, he had a break down the side and, uh, you know, tried to put a move on. And it was a complete failure. And then he looked gassed. Which makes me wonder, maybe Koch does know something that we don't know. <laughs> I, don't I refuse know. to believe um, that's ever the case. And then like Tommy G, and they were like, oh, that was really good by Ciceroni to win a throw in there or whatever. It's like, no, he should have beat he should have beat him. No, I, I don't know if this is the same moment, but there was, uh, I don't know if you remember that famous uh, Gareth Bale play against Barcelona in the Copa del Rey final where he like dinks it around the guy and sprints around him. Well, there was the <laughs> way down the line Ciceroni version last night where he just uh, dinked to the head of a dude and ran full steam down the sideline and did get to the ball. And it, that, I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but after that, he seemed about dead. I think yeah. he gave everything he had to get that ball. Yeah. And it did just, look good at that moment. It did, but he had just come on and then he was gassed. And you're like, man, come on, man. <laughs> but uh, maybe he'd have more energy if he got to play more. That's really the only thing I could think of. Hopefully we see him next week. You know what? Fucking throw Amy Obi up there. Why not? Give him a chance. He'll probably get a hat trick. But, uh, yeah, Nick, you have any other thoughts about the game before I move on to our other uh, well-known famous segments? 
No, not, nothing really. I mean, I, I, I guess the only other thing I could say is Albadwe, I was kind of hoping he was going to bring something to life in our midfield. That's one of the areas I thought we were struggling last night in terms of, you know, having any type of like uh, offensive generation out of our midfield. And I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't know why he's kind of bumming me out because I know what the guy is capable of. And he had a, a, a stint of games this season where he was looking phenomenal, but kind of fell off the radar a little bit. And uh, he's obviously going to be part of this situation next year in the MLS. And I'm just hoping like, I'm just hoping the guy can like, you know, kind of come to life a little bit, but yeah, there's, there's some positions where if you don't notice the player during the game, then you think they must've done a pretty good job, but in his, you shouldn't be going unnoticed. They should be calling your name a lot and you just don't. And we've said it before, then he'll score a goal or score two goals in a game or something like that, but he does kind of disappear. I think LaHood is the example of someone you don't notice in a good way. And Richie Ryan was that very much. And you, you kind of, you wouldn't notice him. And then you'd look at the stats and see how oh, he played and connected with more passes than anybody else. Uh, but for this week, wow, I don't think I have one. Rousing edition of... Uh, I was tweeted at by P. Swinney, Swiney, Swoney, of a Deckel Smash moment in the 43rd minute. I'll be honest, I didn't even check the video time clip. So uh, I'm going to take your word for it. About the 43rd, guys. How about that Deckel Smash? Put one on him. Zach, do you remember any fouls, anything um, sticking out in your mind? No, not really. Sarah from the Pride said Jimmy shoved someone and retained possession and... She thought that should be acknowledged because he, uh, he did something positive with the show. Yeah, I mean, if she wants to pick one, I got in an argument with my roommate and I was looking for new apartments during, during the game. <laughs> I've calmed down now, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you really. How about you, Nick? Remember anything, uh, anyone getting brutalized out there? Not a person, but Forrest Lasso kicked the ball. I mean, literally... <laughs> fucking almost over the river i don't even know if it landed in the river and the announcer was not cool with it like he, he kind of wouldn't let it go um <laughs> was but, he upset about wasting a ball i think so i think he was like kind of bummed about it but that's yeah and he i mean just i mean the ball's going out of bounds and he there by a touch line probably five yards away and he just fucking crushes it into the river it was kind of great as was written in Genesis, Forrest Lasso will crush ball into river. So, yeah, that's the Deckel Smash of the week. Forrest kicking a ball. I think that sums up the week perfectly. Uh, as for this week's FCC Man. of the week, uh, you know, your your instinct will be to pick a defensive player and or the goalie. Uh, Spencer Ritchie seemed to have a fine game. The scoreline says so. Um, Zach, how about you? Uh, you're the first of the firing squad to pick. Yeah, you give it to him. Jimmy was celebrating 100. You can give it to him. A <laughs> ceremonial one. Um, but I don't want to do that. So, yeah, sure. Spencer Ritchie. Clean sheet. Enjoy. It's only $25 this week. <laughs> yeah, we're cutting your rate in half. How about you, Nick? There was one moment. I, I, I'm not going to give it to him for the whole game performance, but the moment um, Pittsburgh was attacking on us, and they, I don't know which guy it was. Dude was super quick. And he cut inside of Justin Hoyt, and he basically had a free shot on goal, and he just unloads. And somehow Justin Hoyt turns his whole body and is able to throw his foot up and block the shot. I thought that was very impressive how quickly it was done. So I'm going to go with Justin Hoyt, man, because there's there's not a lot of options, I don't think, for this game. I do remember that, and it was good. Nick's not wrong. Um, well, if I'm the tiebreaker, 
you know, I don't know if he's going to get his goal this year. So I'll give him the next best thing. And that's this week's FCC of the week. That's right, Justin Hoyt. $25 coming your way. You know where to find us. Top of the Purple People Bridge in a little tiny pod, ironically, for the podcast. Just give us a wave. Give us a knock. I'll throw it down to you. You're thinking, what can I buy for $25 at James the Jeweler? You'd be surprised. This stuff will turn your skin green. Uh, moving right along, this week's um, single-minded edition of FCC Players, they're just like us. Folks, I don't know if you saw this, but BFFs forever, Pacanate and Patty Barrett hitting the town in Beverly Hills. Nick, did you see that? I did not. <laughs> I'm telling you about it. It was wild. How about you, Zach? Did you see this? <laughs> I didn't. These guys were posting from, did I mention Beverly Hills? They must have had some time off. Uh, Patty Barrett picked up a pair of Balenciagas. Have you seen these shoes, guys? They are ugly as sin. Zach, do you know what I'm talking about? No. They basically look like, uh, you'd imagine, moon shoes. They're twice as wide, twice as ugly as normal shoes. Nick, have you seen the shoes? You're a big shoe guy. <laughs> For whatever reason, I'm thinking of the shoes that have like the elf point at the end of them. <laughs> No, they're ugly for a different reason. I'll pull up a pair for Zach. You guys who are doing the live stream, you have footage of this. Oh my. Yeah, these are $895. They look like uh, old New Balances on old steroids. What do you think it is? Why, why have Pa and Patty become such good friends? We really have nothing to go off of, so <laughs> whatever you say could be right. I'll start with you, Nick. What brings these two guys together? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe the fact that they both play defense will start there. Maybe they uh, <laughs> they put over some defensive strategies. Um, Swedish people in general just seem to be very friendly. Um, so I would think probably he said some like passes on the Patty first, and mm. then Patty Patty just kind of started going with it, and then realized that they're they're buds now. I don't know. That's about all I got. <laughs> It's hard to add more to that. Uh, Zach, you've had a lot of thoughts about this. Well, here's a question. <laughs> this really doesn't belong in this section, but is Pa very good? I don't know. <laughs> is Pa not playing? It's been a debate. Is Pa not playing because uh, he's being saved or because he's just not cracking <laughs> cracking the squad? Well, his the first time I saw him at Nippert, I thought he was great. And he was just fucking like bounding down the sidelines. and then. Yeah, so I don't know. I haven't seen him enough. I can't really say. I'm going to assume that he's all right. But uh, sure. we'll um, pivot. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm going to pick up on this, but go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say I went apartment hunting in Beverly Hills one time uh, with a mutual friend's rich friend. And uh, <laughs> we, it was me and my friend Brian. We looked like total slobs. So he told his realtor that we were in My Chemical Romance, which nice. they believed. I think he... Needed them to think that we were rich as well. Otherwise, we couldn't come in these buildings. But the reason we looked like slobs is because we were, you know, rockers. <laughs> slobs. Yeah. Nick, who's your richest friend? <laughs> um, I will say the guy, uh, the guy who was dressed slovenly as I was, is my richest friend. He's just incognito. Apparently, he's a multimillionaire now. Hmm. Stacks on stacks. Yeah, let me get some. But I will pivot on this very subject into this week's edition of... Popuri. A crazy thing happened on the way to the MLS. Uh, it was revealed United States men's national team, German-born Fabian Fabian Johnson of Borussia Mönchengladbach, 
was on his way to Cincinnati before he got the kibosh from Donnie Garbs Garbs. Um, guys, what do you think when you look out there and you see Jimmy playing where Fabian Johnson could have been? <laughs> Who am I kidding? Jimmy would start over him. Was it like when JFK got assassinated when you read that story? <laughs> Back into the left, man. Yeah, to me, it was like one of the first times it was like a, uh, if you want to call it a reality check, I guess, where I was like, okay, MLS, uh, they get quite a bit of say of uh, what goes on. I mean, it's just one of those things I don't think you really contemplate and think through when you're trying to secure a bid and become the next MLS expansion team. You're just so caught up into it. But I think this was one of the first times I just had to kind of step back and go, okay, this is the kind of like bureaucracy we're going to have to deal with. And, uh, you know, you, you hear all this bullshit online. Everyone's a huge critic of the MLS and you just kind of like, you know, take it and, and, and go with it, whatever best you can. But, you know, this was like one of those things that you kind of heard about and it's kind of uh, becoming a reality. And, uh, yeah, man, it was a bummer, honestly. Well, we could have still done it, but MLS, obviously they could just punish us. If they wanted to, because we could have signed them from the USL, but then they would have, apparently they would have taken away our number one allocation spot. And this is a way of like finagling that this Luke's, this Luke Sassano, Sassano guy, he's really, he's working every possible angle, which uh, gets me a little excited. But the crazy thing is that Fabian Johnson agreed to play in the USL, which really struck me as fucking crazy. He was all about it. So maybe when the winter window opens, mmm, chilly. <laughs> maybe we'll get him back in there. He is 30, though, which is a little older than I thought. I will still allow him on my team. <laughs> I will allow that. Zach, what did you think about that? And what a world we'd be living in right now. It'd be like now, but slightly different. Yeah, I mean, it would be like now, but slightly different. <laughs> We're like, we're winning every game and uh, just really fucking crushing. So, you know, it's not like, oh man, where could we have been with Fabian Johnson? Like, oh, we'd just be here. But it would have been great. I mean, the MLS rules, they're fucking crazy. I mean, coming up here, we're able to just take players from other teams, right? Yeah. You know, it's fucking nuts. But what else are you going to do? You can't like, if I thought that maybe like 10 years from now, like, all these USL teams would be like going all in and could build it up to something worthwhile. Then maybe I would have said like, you know, let's see what happens here, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to work that way. MLS was the only option really. So despite all its flaws. Yeah. How many, how many years could you watch a game in Richmond? No, I mean, I was watching last night and my, all I'm thinking is like, never again, <laughs> never again. I never have to do this again. Um, yeah, we won't. Yeah, every home we'll have every game at home too in the playoffs. So. Yeah, I mean, there's Nashville away, but that doesn't look like that. They better be packed in. They'll be at their uh, the AAA stadium, and they need this game. It might be a must-win, basically a playoff game for them. Yeah, despite the studs of the league, all the rules like, oh, you're just a franchise, this and that. True or not, I'm fucking really thankful that never again will I turn on an away game like that <laughs> ever. Yeah, so. Another thing that really blew up this week is I posted my um, video on Twitter of the Jeff Birding remix of We're Winners! Come back! Come back! And uh, wow, it became our most popular tweet of all time. How popular do you ask? Well, I gained a couple new followers. Their last names are Birding! Birding. Two of Birding's kids followed and liked, liked and retweeted. And uh, as exciting as that was to see Anna Pat Brennan, like... My big question for you guys, are we flying too close to the sun? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I thought is, uh, 
I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Brenner retweeted the uh, your championship video. I was like, oh man, if he listens to that whole show, he's fucked. <laughs> And that and the birding one, because in that last one, I was like, wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if Carl Linder fired birding at the end of the season? That would be so funny. I just meant it would be funny because of how much good and hard work (laughs) Jeff's done. That's why it'd be funny. Like after all that, he's like, "Nah, man, he didn't win the USL Cup. You gotta go." Well, I also in that episode said, "Like, please keep this guy off the fucking video board during the games." <laughs> His kids might agree with that one. They probably don't want to see that either. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Are we are we flying too close to the sun? Are we risking our anonymity, ninnity that we've been uh, cultivating for so long? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you've seen it happen before. It's you know, <laughs> no. I mean, you have. I mean, think about it. Like, uh, you know, you, you start seeing musicians or other businesses or whatever, they start ponying up a little bit to the powers that be, and then their content starts kind of changing, getting a little bit more safe. So, I think it's only appropriate right now that we make a pact that we never go. We never go that way. I think it's clear our backlog is oh, voice crack. Our backlog's too thorough. Too strong. <laughs> the only thing I don't think I could delete all that. The only thing I worry about is me and Nick sit in the players section. <laughs> so we're like every game we we pass whoever fucking Tyler Gibson's usually over there. Corbin oh, was so over it's, there. It's, oh, it's, it's not all, Tyler Gibson. We need to worry Patty. about it. It fucking Patty fucking Barrett. Dude. That guy is huge. Uh, Russell, they're all over there sitting right by us and their whole family. So, if, you know. We're running our fucking stupid ass <laughs> mouths. <laughs> I think we've yeah. overall we've been uh, we've been pretty kind to the players. Yeah, no, in general. Well, the good thing is someone's real sensitive, maybe. Yeah, Jimmy's never gonna be in the stands. <laughs> no, so he'll never see us. Up there. <laughs> He'd get mobbed like the Beatles arriving in America. I will uh, while we're in potpourri. You ran out of time, but there was going to be a duet with Cecilia Coyote this week. Because yeah. Cecilia's catching some harsh feelings. Well, she saw, she doesn't listen to the pod, but she did see that I told Amelia, let's meet for coffee and discuss Diana Stodd. Then I was thinking, I haven't tweeted on that account for about six years. <laughs> if you go to it, it's all vines of my ex-girlfriend. She's probably like, what the fuck is going on? But uh, I'm sure we'll have another song for you next week because apparently that's all we're good for anymore these days. That's all the team's good for. I think it's kind of putting putting a bow on a turd lately because uh, I'm getting sick of talking about this shit. <laughs> I'm just ready for the playoffs to start. Oh, my God. Who gives a shit? Um, other news that was tucked away in an interview like apparently over a couple weeks ago was that... Uh, we plan on applying for an NWSL team when the new stadium opens. Nick, did you see that? Are you jazzed? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I, uh, I uh, think that's would be a great thing. Um, that'd be awesome if we could have very similar type of attendance to those games. I think that would be wonderful, man. I'd love to take uh, my daughter and my son to the game, and uh, yeah, man, that'd be great. Zach, you were not excited about this. You want to talk about it? I'd rather not. Say. <laughs> Um, I was soliciting questions. Uh, That's not true. <laughs> well, Nick had already said he was excited, so I couldn't put that on him like I usually like to do. If something's sexist or racist, I like to pretend that Nick is all about it. No, I'm not sexist. I well, love uh, Susan Collins as my girl. <laughs> <laughs> like the way she thinks. Yeah. Women for Brett. <laughs> Hi, we're a soulless army of 
fools. Um, I was soliciting questions on Pride Slack, but it did give me to a good segue. Be like, who do you think is the best run of any player on the team? <laughs> who was your favorite gate, as they would say? Um, if you could see, I'm not talking about how fast they are, but like yeah. you just see him running. Uh, Jimmy's got a very particular one. I don't know if it's necessarily pleasing on the eyes. No. Uh, um, if I could just see silhouettes, yes. Pretend everyone's the same height. Kenny's is the one that I could pick out in an instant because he's kind of on his tiptoes, his legs spread open. He runs a little like the Hulk. Yeah. Um, Lots of shoulders. Yeah. Back and forth. Nick, you breathed. Uh, there's someone who immediately jumped out to you. Nick. <laughs> My phone's oh. buzzing. Are you there? Sorry, I had I had it on mute. Uh, Nick, who, sorry. Let's get back to where we were. Nick, who has your favorite run? I like how I like how Ledesma runs because he has like his arms at ninety degree angles, like Forrest Gump. If you ever if you ever watch him run like that, it's uh, he's yeah. very slim, not just skinny. But I've pointed out before, which is weird. He has a very thin waist. Um, does not have childbearing hips. So I think that affects his gait a lot. Uh, Russell Cicerone, for someone who's so fast, he doesn't have much of a noticeable run. He's just he's just got the speed. It just seems like kind of a uh, indicator how this <clears throat> podcast is going to go. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting pretty. <laughs> who runs the best? <laughs> I mean, a gait is pretty interesting. I would like to see uh, a side by side comparison. But uh, let's give uh, FCC gait of the week to. No, of the season to Kenny Walker, you know, sometimes it's good to be different, to really stand out and to shine. So, um, yeah, you get a $5 uh, gift card to Arby's <laughs> for your gate. Zach, you just got a message. Was it from a new FCC inside source? Yeah. Nick, you had an end credit song that I was not going to use for the end credit song, but uh, I'll play 10 seconds of it. What was it? It really spoke to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw you a bone. It was... <laughs> It was it was Soundgarden and uh, yeah, the song Ty Cobb. And you made the connection because of my horrible Soundgarden Pearl Jam metaphor that I made last episode. But I went back and started listening to Soundgarden because I'm like, you know what? These guys they really ripped on my my metaphor and uh, they, they got some hard shit. Soundgarden's got some hard shit and Ty Cobb's hard. Man, I so. wasn't ripping on Soundgarden. <laughs> it was per- <laughs> Just because you use a great band with a metaphor doesn't mean... Don't drag the band down with your metaphor, bro. Don't make a bad situation worse. Nick, what's your favorite Pearl Jam song? You have 10 seconds. Um, Probably Hail Hail off of No Code. Wow. I know that's not Zach's because he doesn't fuck with anything past... Vitology. <laughs> Zach, the world wants to know. As someone who I'm sure tied a flannel around their waist at some point in their life. I did. I've been a uh, state of love and trust or rearview mirror are still one of my two favorites. Mm. You know, if you catch me on the right moment, is Mike is... Morosky going to at us for being posers? <laughs> Mike Morosky does have a Pearl Jam tattoo. You could probably guess what it is. And um, he saw him in Poland. So he is a true fan and he has a notebook full of set lists. Um, mine would be at the moment, guys, I can't believe you guys are asking me this right now. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny because we're talking about Soundgarden, pick our favorite. I'd go with, uh, I'll call it by the name on the CD. I got id, AKA I got shit. Yeah, it's a good song. Mm, yeah. It's on the, uh, Merkin Ball single EP, whatever. Um, there's a video out right now. It's a little odd. It's Johnny Marr of the Smiths and they're playing, uh, there's a light that will never go out. 
and Eddie Vedder is singing it. With it, if anyone can pull off Morrissey, it's Eddie Vedder. <laughs> check, check, check that out. Sometimes I close my eyes and I can't tell who's who. <laughs> this Morrissey guy's proven to be a real piece of shit. I don't know if you guys have been following him. They can't stop talking. I have. I don't want to get controversial here, but I, I'm pretty uh, pro Morrissey still. <laughs> Wow. Nick, final thoughts on Morrissey and or The Week. I actually like uh, a lot of Morrissey's newer album, which is kind of not the norm, probably. Um, oh. The one, the, the album he came out with, um, I'm trying to think, he had a Tommy Gun on the cover. It was like one of his comeback albums, and I can't think of the name. It had... Um, you Are the Quarry, I think. You Are the Quarry. Yeah, that's a great, great <clears throat> album, man. It is. It's got a First of the Gang to Die. It was the big single off. It's pretty good. But uh, yeah, other than Morrissey, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the only final, th- I, I actually don't want to give the final thought yet because I want to get your opinion on this, Jonah. Have you seen the video just surfaced last night mm. of the dude from ICP trying to drop? Yes, for- of course. I need your- <laughs> <laughs> my opinion is uh, it was the worst, best drop kick I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know if he lost his footing. <laughs> he got amazing height, but somehow literally no forward momentum and basically taps fred durst in the back and uh i don't know is this from a from from a beef from like 1999 and this guy's like now i enacted my revenge that's what i was hoping you could enlighten us if i didn't know how much you knew about the situation i know no, i'll do some research a big, a big for sure. icp guy i didn't know you know oh icp makes me physically nauseous um <laughs> but i'm definitely on the lint biscuit side of things uh, Zach, have you seen the video or are you looking it up right now? Because it is a winner. That guy from, from ICP had a total open shot. I mean, he could have no. like, <laughs> did fucking damage. And he just like runs up. And I don't know if it's like the foot he was jumping with. Like, yeah, I think the, his like, plant foot might have slipped yeah, slightly. It slipped and uh, it just got his biggest fucking. It could have been a, a Northside Kings versus Danzig moment. But instead, it's oh. just like a fucking t- <laughs> absolute yeah, it, joke it could have been it could have been savage for sure because fred durst has no idea he's just oh, it was like, a total sucker shot zach how about your final <clears throat> thoughts feel free to touch on the the posse of insane if you need to i do think they are the most successful independent act of all time which i thought maybe would have been ani defranco <laughs> <laughs> they've been in the same lane for so long <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell them apart defranco uh, Franco. That's based on a song called Malenko. <laughs> Malenko. <laughs> I got new Annie DeFranco chant based on an ICP song. Not related to uh, anything. I was thinking we could sing that. Oh, she's got the one where she said she's been cramped up and shitting rivers for weeks. I thought we could sing that in the Bailey. Not really change it. Um, uh, in the Bailey. <laughs> or, or I'm going to do my best swan dive in the shark infested water and pull my tampon out and start splashing around that'd be a good one too um, fcc fcc <laughs> no i didn't watch the video i don't i don't care i'm not really into violence <laughs> um so lots of reasons to listen kids yeah i was thinking next season just start to get real no sound effects no reverb no songs one mic one mic um room atmosphere all chad <laughs> Uh, but yeah so uh zach did you have a final thought final sentence final word no no more away games i'm never watching an away usl game ever again even so zach i won't be watching zach will be listening to the radio broadcast 
my final thought, we can't stop not losing. Um, yeah, thanks for being thanks for being part of something special. Uh, might have to bring up a drive for 500 hashtag next week because folks, we're adding them at a record pace. We're almost at 450. Rise together, rise together. My lips are